loving the outcome with You Got This on Victory 91.5. I need a t-shirt that says that. You got this. Now, you have been talking a lot this morning about things leading up to Pentecost. Yes. Because it's true. Like, the Lord, I mean, he has everything so detailed in his word for a reason. Like, things yeah. happen in that order for a reason. So, we had to get here. It took two hours to get here. It's a long but journey to get here, wasn't Yeah, it? we're getting here. And so, when you posted on Facebook about this, there was something about a horse that had to do with Pentecost. And I'm thinking, you, huh? well, yeah, I was like, I've never heard of horses being tied into Pentecost Sunday because Pentecost is about the Holy Spirit, which, sure. I mean, I've been riding horses since I was three, three years old. And so, yeah, a lot of years because I'm about to be 25. 25. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my life has been uh, spent with horses. But you were talking about horsemen as well. Like in the Bible, it talks about four horsemen. So I'm going to let you explain this because I've read Revelation, but you have much more <laughs> knowledge on horsemen. I have knowledge on horses. Horses. You have right. knowledge on horsemen. And I love horses too. Now, you know, it, I think anytime you go into Revelation or you talk about pro pro prophecy or end times, yeah. you just got to come humbly and just say, nobody knows. Absolutely nobody. I certainly don't. So what we have to do is just say, God, help us to understand and give us clarity. And so that's why I've taken so much time to get to this point, because if we are in this pandemic since March, I've been looking at a glimpse of the end times and these four horsemen of Revelation or the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's obviously not the end times, but if we're doing this and we're in a season just like World War One and World War Two, and if you notice in each one of those, uh, there was the Spanish flu in World War One that uh, killed a lot, just like today uh, in our day. In World War Two, you had Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and that devastation that came from the after effects of the the bombs. Uh, it was just ridiculous. There's nothing like that. And here we are shutting down the whole world because of coronavirus it has a crown in it. And so there's a whole lot that led up to saying, okay, are we looking at the four horses? So. This is not a horse you would like. Uh, and I wanted to give you all of that because if we're good, uh, one of the things I love about what we got to do today is each of the songs as we get ready to talk, talk about a horseman kind of summed it up. And for me, my attitude has been since March, look, God's got this. I'm not going to, I'm the wrong guy to say, go wear a mask because I'm going to say, I'm going to walk with Jesus on this one. Okay. Because that's just how I am. But when we get to this fourth horseman, because he's so bad, He's so frightening. You need to know that God has got this. And that's why I wanted to give you all the buildup. So if you haven't listened through the others, take the time to go back. We'll put it on our blog. We'll put it on our app and on our website so you can listen and go back and take the last two hours. And it didn't take, obviously, two hours of talking. But this one is the pale horse. All right, the fourth horse. It's called the smell of death. That's what it's this one. So I believe... A condensed preview of this seal and horseman, the fourth, will happen on Pentecost. That begins tonight, runs through Sunday. But then also, it's Shavuot or uh, Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks, depending on what you want to call it. But this is when God gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. I expect the effects to continue through about mid-August. July 9th is the 17th of the month of Tammuz. July 30th is the 9th of Av. Both dates observe multiple tragedies in the history of Israel. As you get into the summer, rough times. And so, and we even begin to talk about this in relation to Pentecost, realize that God is in the midst here. It's not just something that we're to uh, let you know some bad things, but there are some profoundly uh, pouring out of God's anointing that's important. So, 
Here's what the Bible says in Revelation 6 about the fourth seal and the pale horse. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague by all the wild beasts of the earth. Now, let's talk about the end times. That's what I'm talking about right now. We're looking at a glimpse, so you're not going to see that devastation. In the end times, this horseman will likely kill several billion souls. That's a quarter of the earth. And just as in the first three glimpses were much more limited than the end times will be, this condensed preview of this fourth will be on a much smaller scale. Now, the first three previews where we've been since March accounted for about 350,000 deaths worldwide. I believe we could see that number triple or quadruple as this fourth horseman uh, if this release is right now. In that verse, the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and the wild beasts, the word kill means to kill in any way, to destroy, to allow to perish, to hear that, to allow to perish, just let them die, to deprive of spiritual life or procure eternal misery in hell. It's a tough word, meaning this horseman isn't doing a new thing as much as greatly increasing and continuing what the first three did. It's a terrifying picture for those on the earth in that day. The color of the horse is pale, ashen, or green is the word, to reflect the sickly power of a corpse. That's why you don't want to ride this horse. When the, so if this horse is dead and ridden by death and being followed by Hades, the abode of the dead, this is not a good horseman. When we meet death... During the 10th plague in Egypt, he is called the destroyer and the death angel. When God sees the blood on the doorposts, he covers or protects those houses. Death, as we know it, has temporary authority over all of creation to rule over it when it is appointed for them to encounter death. That's you, me, and everyone else. In the garden, sin and death first entered earth and robbed man of his covering of glory. Jesus becomes our covering. Death is on a collision course with judgment. So first, before we even talk about it, let's talk about death. Here is Corinthians 15. Christ has now risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he's put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Ain't nobody going to miss him either, for he has put all things under his feet. Revelation 1, do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death in Hades. That's Jesus. Also, Revelation 20, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Before you do anything in the end times, you got to think about the fact that Jesus wins. And if Jesus wins, we win. So we're looking at, if you're looking at four horsemen here, the last quarter. Pentecost begins the outpouring of the fourth seal of the horsemen, which is to continue and increase what the three horsemen did, killed by sword, famine, and plague, and then you add in wild beasts as a bonus. So what I want you to do is look beyond America. You've seen how this coronavirus and all the fear and panic has affected America. But oh my goodness, the world's in much worse shape. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. What's the condition of the world after these three first horses? Historic, historic locust plagues and drought have already destroyed the crops. 
Shockwaves of a global food crisis have hit the world. First, a health crisis. Then comes an economic crisis from shutting down the world's economy, not just our economy. Everybody's got shut down, causing job layoffs and poverty. Now, every aspect of the food industry is somewhat broken as the third wave arrives with greater catastrophe, a collapsed food supply. The worldwide starvation rate is expected to double. 130 million people were expected to die of starvation. Now that's 260 million. Food scarcity in the third world is Norman, normal, but a waste is more the norm for the rest of the globe. So the horseman's commissioned to carry out all four judgments of God with sword, famine, pestilence, and wild beasts. What the sword leaves, famine takes. What famine leaves, pestilence will take. What pestilence leaves behind, wild beasts will finish. It's a picture of nations, empires, and kingdoms being vanquished. It's pretty serious. A similar picture of this occurred when Rome fell. If you uh, look back in history, carnage and oppression created scarcity and famine, which eliminated produce for the present and then even destroyed all hope for future harvests. And this is what the world's probably going to look at. An atmosphere rose of disease and epidemics from this noxious food that was left. It was called the Plague of Syrian or, or Cyprian. It was raged for 15 years in every province and city of Rome in, all across their empire. In some seasons, 5,000 people died daily in Rome. And many towns were entirely depopulated. It was a tough time. So the real essence of what is about to happen and continue for some time is the realization that most people do not hear the voice of the Lord. And for me, this is what concerns me the very most. A lot of people will die as this continues to happen in the world. But where we as Christians should be most concerned is are we hearing the voice of the Lord and can others? Here's what Amos says. The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. Not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. See, worldwide panic and irrational fear over a virus. People acted crazy, still are. But in fact, they're just deceived. They're hearing the voice of the liar and deceiver because long ago they started believing everything was relative. Now truth is whatever they say it is. They make it true because they believe it. If they feel afraid, to them it means they should be afraid. And next comes sheer irrational terror, all because of a feeling. They've come to love falsehood so they don't consider God an answer, let alone the only answer. And this is what the church is now living to deal with. Here's what Ephesians says. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is it may seem like the worst has passed us as america's death toll sinks and jobs are being reclaimed but our eyes have been distracted by a very well promoted virus and our focus has been on safety while something much more sinister than sickness or death has been claiming victories the calling of the church is to revival not survival We are to create an atmosphere for his presence, not just stay alive. There is coming a day when men will not beg to be safe and sheltered at home or demand others to be sanitized and masked, but will cry to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. See, the times and events that accompany a glimpse of the end will always be the end of the world as you know it, or at least feel like it. Death and change are both very persuasive teachers. 
We are going to press into Pentecost what that means in relation to this fourth horseman and in just in general is how we deal. We're coming up next. We're going to walk down the pilgrimage road. I actually got to do this on video yesterday with uh, the city of David where they've beginning to finish out the pilgrimage road that goes all the way up to the temple. So we're going to talk about that next. Coming up, I see Eagle Ranch, one of our morning show oh, partners. And we went and toured their facility like maybe. It's amazing. Yeah, a month ago. There was over 300 acres they have multiple barns and just this awesome equine therapy program for kids that just haven't had a real childhood yeah. you know they've been robbed of that and they're restoring that and it's a beautiful thing i kind of wanted to mm. work there part-time i'm like oh these barns <laughs> are nice me. okay coming up so we're gonna hear hollis creek revival their song believe eagle ranch is located in flat